0: As bold as lions, as bold as lions, as bold as lions, as bold as lions. You're listening to the As Bold As Lions podcast. Well, so good to have you join me for another episode of the As Bold As Lions podcast. My name is Derek and uh, we are rolling right into 2023. Hopefully your new year is off to a good Start and uh, started off last time um, talking a little bit about how we set some goals for the new year and hopefully uh, things are, are good for you so far as you're you're rolling into to January here. Um, I'm not a big resolutions guy. I probably have said that before. I think I've had other times in my life where I thought it was important to try to make some resolutions and and just kind of failed in in that. Uh, that aspiration, um, but more so I'm looking at this year as a clean slate and just something to be filled by the Lord in terms of what His will is and what uh, His plans would be for my life. So I'm praying that you'd be you'd be able to look at the year ahead with that perspective as well. And um, the impact that I pray for, As Bold as Lions, um, that it would have for any believer, and even anyone who's just um, kind of just seeking to discover who uh, Jesus is, maybe just listening to this, stumbled upon this and and uh, wanted to kind of discover more about who this Jesus is, um, for anyone, it's that you're equipped um, and encouraged for the battle, that you're, you're ready. Um, and we're in a battle. I'm, I'm going to say that a lot in this series. May just be kind of the theme that I try to keep coming back to throughout this year. That hey, we're fighting a battle here, guys. This is this is serious. We gotta we gotta be ready. And I think for many Christians, we we don't appropriately address the battle because we're we're not understanding it, or we simply don't want to engage in it. We don't we don't want to be in a battle. We want life to kind of be just all at ease and and not um, have to think about some of these things, especially for our kids and and just the the future of, of our world. But I think when we understand what the fight is, who the players are, and most importantly who we are in Christ, we have the ability to fight as we should. And we don't have to be so afraid of whatever it is we're we're thinking this this looming thing is. We don't have to be afraid at all, really. Um, something that I uh, just kind of realized my my uh, talking about the full armor of God as we're we're getting into this subject today. Um, <clears throat> my family and I we've had this tradition now over the last two years of my kids are home for from school they're they're on Christmas break, New Year's break, and we've decided hey we're gonna watch. The Lord of the Rings um, trilogy, the movies, uh, as a family. Um, one of my sons isn't terribly interested in it, so he he doesn't really partake in it. But that's fine. We 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 just kind of say you do your thing, and we'll, we'll. The rest of us are into this, so we're going to do this. But we sit down, and over the course of I don't know five or six nights, because these <clears throat> this whole thing, if you watch the whole. Uh, trilogy the ones that came out early 2000s they're like three hour epic stories you know and they took these books and condensed them to to movies they they left a lot out from from tolkien's uh, original uh writings but we sit down and i think there's about nine hours total to watch But in all these movies, there's a lot of fighting and sword play and um, sort of a medieval kind of look to things, medieval knights in armor with swords and spears, bows and arrows, things like that. And um, there's men that are fighting, there's elves, there's dwarves, there's orcs, there's all these different species that are kind of um, in this mythical Middle Earth um, setting that, that the, the author has, has come up with. But as I watch these movies um, I recognize what the, the importance is of putting on the attire for for the battle. To be battle ready and have all the armor and all the things that we need. Every character in the story they've got some sort of weapon. They've got uh, a staff. They've got a spear. They've got an, a sword. Whatever. And then nearly... Most characters, not all of them, but nearly all of them, have some sort of armor on. You know, helmet, uh, the b- breastplate, uh, all the shields, all that kind of stuff. So they're they're in battle. They're they're ready for battle. They have the the right equipping for what they need. And the battle is real. Like there's an intense good versus evil fight going on in these movies and in this in the book, the storyline. Nobody's got to tell each of these characters like, hey, grab your sword, grab your shield. like they know like they have to have this stuff on at all times. They have to just be ready for whatever that opposing force may be at any time. And it's just a part of who they are and it's how they they go out and they fight um, in these Lord of the Rings movies. I'm convicted because as I think about that in a spiritual sense, I don't have that same mentality of just always being suited up and ready for the fight. I I don't grab the armor every day and put it on like I should. And I don't look at God's Word as as my lifeline and, and something that will protect me as I know His Word and can recall it, um, using it as a sword to to kind of fight back against the enemy and so it's kind of a convicting thing as we as we jump back in and as we start looking at various pieces of the armor it's convicting to realize like we talked about that last time that this is available to us but we have to put it on we have to take these things up and in a spiritual sense be clothed with these things So what I hope you're encouraged to do, just as I am through these podcasts, is to simply do that. As Paul says, take up the whole armor of God and make that a regular practice um, as Christians. So today, uh, we're going into sort of the rest of the passage as we we started an introduction last time, and we're going to just take a bite-sized chunk each week to look at two or three aspects of the armor of God. And I want to read these verses um, where we we were from last time, Ephesians 6. We started in verse 10, um, but stop after verse 14, because that's as far as we're going to go today, just to kind of set this up for us once again. So, starting verse 10, "...finally be strong in the Lord, and in the strength of His might put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil." Today we look at two parts of the armor, a belt and a breastplate. One we probably understand and maybe even physically wear every day. Um, I know I wear a belt because it holds my pants up. And the other one we perhaps understand uh, in that knightly sort of way, uh, uh, again, a medieval knight, um, seeing them in shining armor, that breastplate that they wear and recognize that that's a crucial part to any warrior suit of armor. Um, today will be a little shorter, probably, than last week. Last week was was probably one of my longer podcasts just because it was introducing all this and, and kind of setting up a lot of um, context for, for where this is going to go. But uh, today will probably be a little bit uh, less um, drawn out, I guess you could say, as we kind of want to just dive into these specific pieces and uh, mine the truths of the scripture for, for our lives. So verse 14, we're talking about the belt of truth. That's where we're going to start. It says, stand therefore having fastened on the belt of truth. So Paul, again, is calling us to stand um, as he leads us into these pieces of armor. He's kind of just putting that in there throughout this passage, talking about standing firm, taking your stand, withstand. Um, And we talked last time about his emphasis here um, that that really standing firm or this word steko in the Greek is, is literally about holding our ground. And to hold one's ground, the center of what we are about it must be solid it must be fastened securely so what better than a belt to be the piece that kind of keeps the rest of the armor together the center of 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 that that suit of armor and a belt of truth means that it is the truth that all else hinges upon what is the truth it is the gospel of Jesus it is Christ Himself, Even as he says in John 14, 6, Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. So depending on our translation here, we either fasten or we buckle or we gird up with the belt of truth. And again, this is uh, something that has to be intentional on our part to, to fasten this and adhere ourselves to truth. But without it, the rest of the armor isn't going to stay in place. With it, the rest can function as it should, and those protective pieces will be where they actually need to be. So as we talk about each piece, my goal is to is kind of define what we're talking about and then to just practically look at what our takeaways are as we think about these, these pieces. So what's the practical takeaway about the belt of truth for us as Christians. Are our lives founded on the truth of Christ? Do we put him on as a belt each day, wrapping the truth around our waist, spiritually speaking, so that he becomes the center of our lives, that truth becomes the center in what everything else hinges upon? Uh, There was a worship song a few years back, and it was by an artist named Charlie Hall, And the title of it was simply Center. Um, The chorus went, um, Oh Christ, be the center of our lives, be the place we fix our eyes, be the center of our lives. Um, Sometimes they would would run that into uh, another song, uh, another favorite of mine, Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus, because it was kind of fixing our eyes, turn our eyes upon Jesus, kind of a cool mashup. But anyway, in this song, the point of mentioning this is that we acknowledge the place Christ must have in our lives. And that's what this belt of truth is about. The place that truth must have is the belt lies at the center, and it holds it all together. And Christ takes on this same function in our lives. When the world is advancing um, things that are not true, it's pressuring us to accept things that are not true and that don't line up with Scripture— We must refute them with the Word. We must not be um, those who would partake with lies and untruths. The enemy wants us to get get us to believe that God's Word is open to many different interpretations and meanings. He um, wants us to think maybe it's even outdated or um, changeable, kind of adaptable, depending upon the cultural context. But the belt of truth is wrapping us in what is unshakable, and immovable, and it keeps our focus on who Christ is and who we are in Him. It's a very key aspect to the spiritual armor of God. John, who walked with Christ in his earthly ministry, he had this to relay as he begins his gospel. And John, um, I believe this is John chapter 1, yes, John uh, 1.14 14. And the word, that being Jesus, became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. Jesus leads us into truth as we acknowledge him as the source of all that is good and true. So very important to just kind of center and, um, drown ourselves upon that. Um, interesting that Paul starts here with the belt of truth. I think that's, that's appropriate. And maybe before we put anything else on, we're making sure that we have our belt, our belt on. And, and then we, we go out from there with the rest of the armor. So speaking of which, as he moves forward, what is next? Well, He talks about the breastplate of righteousness. And in verse um, 14, it says, And having put on the breastplate of righteousness. The breastplate that Paul spoke of um, probably was formed of some sort of cast metal, maybe um, bronze material. It was hard, hard. after being heated and then formed and shaped, it would become something more inflexible, and then that's where its protection would lie, that having that hard uh, exterior piece. Um, in researching this a little bit, in reality, it actually could have been even more primitive than this. I'm not sure exactly in Paul's day what he what he was imagining. If it maybe it was just even a piece of of hard leather. Uh, a material that would have been worn that was just a thick um sort of animal hide uh leather that then would have been protective by having that thickness and um something that wouldn't easily be punctured or or pierced so both of those are plausible um doesn't necessarily Somewhere we need to camp out on, and, and say, well, was it bronze or was it something else? Not going to be uh, the focus here, but um, what is important is to think about what is the breastplate protecting. And I look at it as vital organs, most notably the heart. If you had a a weapon of some sort, a sword or a spear, um, even a sword, pierce the the heart. That that would almost mean certain death, and uh, if if a ar- piece of armor could protect against that, then it was very um, helped help to to keep a warrior on the on the battlefield, keep them moving forward without uh, taking a, a hit like that. That would would take them off uh, as a casualty. Think about even modern day that we have. Police officers, law enforcement, that a lot of times they wear bulletproof vests. Um, same same idea that that vest is covering those vital organs. It's covering the heart. Um, bullet's not going to be able to penetrate and and pierce that area. And so it's protection. And think about the the Bible talking about this. It it, it talks about this in other aspects. The the phrase "guard your heart." You've probably heard that. It's kind of interspersed without scripture, but one, one verse is Proverbs four twenty three. It says, keep your heart with all vigilance for from it flows the springs of life. So the authors of scripture, um, obviously under inspiration from the Lord, um, God is saying the heart is a precious thing. It's something that has to be protected. The breastplate of righteousness is protection over our hearts. Um, and of, Kind of the list of things that are going to be protective and more defending, uh, keeping us safe. The, the breastplate is the first thing that Paul really mentions. You know, the, the belt is, is there holding things together and is a centerpiece. Belts, maybe not something that's protective as much as it is holding things, but the breastplate is there as a protective peace over the heart and uh, to keep from taking a blow that that could inevitably uh, defeat us. The heart is valuable and Satan knows this and he chooses to go after our hearts as a means to spiritually defeat us. All the more the reason for the protective nature of the breastplate. And I think that there is an identity piece here as well, and key to understanding this vital piece of the armor. The protection that we have in Christ is due to his righteousness, not our own. A righteousness that we take on and we walk in. Philippians 3 verse 9 states, And be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God that depends on faith. So here we ask once again what's what's a practical takeaway of putting on the full armor of God and specifically this piece, the, the breastplate of righteousness. Uh, it's a realization that our righteousness does not come from within us. And righteousness really means a right standing with God. Well, we don't attain that on our own. If we've accepted Jesus' free gift of salvation, that means we have confessed our sins, we've allowed His blood to cover us, and literally it's His righteousness that covers us. And that righteousness we have in Christ is first established by His work on the cross. This um, This is called imputed righteousness of Christ, the imputed righteousness of Christ. It means we're declared righteous because of His work. That's a bigger kind of theological term here, but but stay with me on this. Um, we also then have our own practical righteousness in Him, and this is enabled as the Holy Spirit um, gives us the ability to live upright and pure lives, the Holy Spirit working within us, sanctifying us. And we, we forsake our... Um, Ability, our claim to this when we live in unrepentant sin and when we choose to not follow the way as outlined in scripture. The armor is enough to withstand the attacks and schemes of the devil in terms of coming after our hearts. But we must remain in fellowship with the Lord in order to grow in our faith and be righteous and holy as he is holy. How do we do that? By being in his word. And there'll be some more on that as we move forward here in the next few weeks uh, by being in prayer and by staying in fellowship with with other believers. It reminds us of our identity and the righteousness uh, that we have and the accountability that we we are called to have with other Christians. So in 2023 are those things that mark us as believers. Being in the Word, being in a prayer, being in fellowship with other Christians. Those are just some very foundational key things that we have to consider and and practical ways to be guarding our hearts putting on this piece of the armor that that keeps us from um, being attacked by the enemy who would who would love to get our, our hearts and draw us away from the Lord. So as we moved into this discussion on the full armor of God, Um, Having set up the introduction last time, now getting into specific pieces, we're moving into the first two pieces, which are kind of the key to holding the rest uh, in place. The belt and the breastplate must exist. Otherwise, a warrior will be left without proper protection in the face of an enemy that seeks to dismantle truth and come after our hearts. It's both the belt and the breastplate that help to hold him off. And thinking about these two articles as I close today, I go back to the truth of God's word and that Christ is who he says he is. His word is true. I must treasure it up in my heart and in my mind and be centered upon it. And as I mentioned last time, there's these aspects of the faith that are readily available. This whole full armor of God is, is readily there. It's laid out for us, but we have to actually put it on. And I hope that you are encouraged in 2023 to examine the scriptures once again and to both recommit and reaffirm the truth about Jesus Christ that you initially laid claim to. Perhaps you hear this podcast today and you just want to know more about Jesus. And maybe you're ready to commit your life to him. Or maybe you just you have more questions, I'd love to pray with you. I've, I, I offer that on a regular basis here. That's something that I always want to make make known to anyone listening. Um, love to pray with you. Love to try to answer any questions you might have. And just to keep encouraging you. And you can reach me by email, info at DerekCharlesJohnson.com hope you take the opportunity to reach out um and I'm praying that God's will is done in your life. As we keep moving forward and after today we're kind of halfway done the series but <clears throat> just wanted you guys to know I'm really enjoying uh this content, really enjoying going into the full armor of God and I hope you are as well. Um it's 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 practical stuff that we we need and sometimes that's that's just where we have to keep going back to is what helps us walk out and live this life that we're called to live in Christ. Love going through the text, love kind of getting different cross references, um, researching, looking at commentaries, things like that all helps to kind of reinforce the point here and drive it home for me as I'm then um, distilling it and trying to figure out what, what to say, how to put my words together here. So I hope it's beneficial for you. I hope it's, um, it's not just me getting encouraged that it's other people as well and uh, i hope it's kind of contagious as we we build each other up and we we sharpen each other through this each week we're looking at a different piece we'll continue to do that in the next couple of weeks and then again going back into wow, how does this practically apply how do i flesh this out and live this out putting on this part of the armor and um Today, truth and righteousness, those are some key elements. And just to think about that in a fallen world of how much it matters that you're standing for truth as a believer and that you're um, laying claim to the righteousness of Jesus Christ. That's not of our own power, but it's his and that uh, we have to keep going back to that well and being refilled with that truth each day because the world and Satan are forces that are trying to claim that from us and steal that from us. And we're here to encourage each other. We're here to say, hey, I'm praying for you. I don't want you to fall. I don't want you to be misled. I don't want you to go astray. And I would appreciate those prayers as well for my, my life and for my family, just protection spiritual hedges of protection around our homes and our families. Guys, I love you. Uh we're gonna close with our theme verse, Ephesians five, fifteen through seventeen. Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. We'll see you next time. Hey guys, this is Derek Charles Johnson. You have been listening to the As Bold as Lions podcast. I am a blogger, a songwriter, an artist. And if you've been encouraged by this podcast, please go ahead and subscribe and share and head over to DerekCharlesJohnson.com for more encouraging content. God bless.